Celebrity doing this, nobody's ever said anything to me in public. <laughs> <laughs> but when you sit in that chair, and that's all that matters, you the what? I'm the man. Yeah, nobody knows us yet. Well, we gonna know. get to. We gonna get people, to. Know. A few people know us. People man. know me. They do. Yeah, I'm they knew you before. Yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They knew me. you before too. Yeah, nobody knows me. I'm you out. You're the most famous out the group. I was say, yeah, you meet random people all the time based upon you. My craft. Yeah. Yes. My craft beer. Your craft. Yes, sir. You know. But hey, we don't want to be famous anyway. We just want to feed your soul. And here we go again. I need to work on my radio voice because I want to do that so bad. I thought I was in the 90s. <laughs> here we go again with Michael Jackson's latest song, Remember the Time. So anyway, y'all, got my boy Nick in here. What's going on? Welcome to Cut Different. You know, we in here. That's better, huh? That boy ain't Russell Simmons no more. <laughs> All right, guys. Good night. <laughs> yeah, he said some more. And my boy Ty in here. What's going on, world? We here. We here. <laughs> and Brother Moshe is absent today. He's out there picking cotton. No. We will see him next week. No, he's not. He's not. He's not. <laughs> For free. He's not. I'm going to get that um, audio thing going what? The <laughs> All kinds of the sound of business. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for him. For him. <laughs> and of course, your boy G, the crazy one. Who's George son? and Trisha's son. Mm-hmm. So, what's up, fellas? Man, we here, man. Listen, it's a beautiful day, man. It's, it's a beautiful. It's, it, well, <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for his reaction. <laughs> what's up, this guy? That's some shit you would do. See, that's the stuff you'd be doing. But yeah, what up, the sky? Why you ask? <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And he gonna look at me crazy. <laughs> yeah, he looks crazy. Like, what did you say? Now you see the effect. Yeah, <laughs> right. The G effect. <laughs> I did, I had like twenty thoughts at one time, so I just stared at him. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> that's funny. So I to cut to y'all. This uh, week was an interesting week. Uh-huh. Uh, Black History Month um, started last week. And what else we got going on? Uh, Monique, Monique took the seat. Oh, oh, no, yeah, Club Shay took, Shay. She, she took a seat with uh, with Uncle Shay, mm-hmm. whom Mike Epps said no to because he don't want to do a show with Madea. But that's what he said. So he said I that, that was hilarious. Oh, that's yeah, he funny. said he didn't want to be on Shannon Sharp show. Madea, <laughs> I didn't get it. He's just saying that that's a reckless show. Oh. That's all you really meant. I don't agree with that. I think it's a good show. I mean, any show that people feel comfortable being able to speak their voice, I mean, that's a good show to me. It's giving Jerry Springer a little bit, though. I don't get that vibe. And I, he can't control the narrative. If a person go on there, like you said, it so happened his show was, coincidentally, was the show that all these particular artists or uh, comedians or whatever went on their show and said these things, then that was just the platform that's you. That's not his fault. He ain't tell them folks to say that. He ain't go out there and say, hey, here's the script, guys. This is this. He's having a conversation. I can't control what go out of the next person's mouth. 
It's go ahead. <laughs> it's like um, it's like DJ uh, Vlad. 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 So everybody TV. going there and snitch on themselves. Yeah, going there. Sn- yeah, but be mad at Vlad. I'm like, no, I'm not mad at the the, the motherfuckers that be on there. Excuse me. Let no, me say it. That's you. Yeah, <laughs> bro. Yeah, bro. I'm just like, man, how I'm you gonna sure. blame him? And is and he just using his platform? It's his platform. And like, so nobody did you, t- did you shoot suit and say, hey, yeah, I did. Da, da, da. But you don't have to answer the but question. You, don't answer you that could question. have said you could have pleaded fifth. You could have two eighty five. The minute went around, you could have left. You could have left. <laughs> did you ain't gotta deal with that. Yeah, you uh, know what I'm saying. So y'all watch the interview. I know I'm the only um, real. I watch. I watch show. majority of it. <laughs> I will say, I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't watch all of it because her shit was like three hours long. Almost, yeah. yeah it, was, it was, what, two hours and 50-something minutes? It was about we, as long as Cats, yeah. I think it was longer than Cats. Yeah, I feel like it was. It was longer than Cats. Cats was like, it was over the two-hour amount, definitely, yeah. but hers is, like, peaking three. Yeah. Yeah, it's giving me Avatar time vibes. <laughs> you know that, <laughs> that's a good effort. You know, the Avatar, if you ever watch them, they're going gonna to be in there for at least two and a half, three hours, maybe some more. Yeah. yeah. And I ain't saying that as no that's shade crazy. towards her, but it was just a long show, but... Those shows, when you do watch them, though, it don't feel like three hours. Not for me. No. It don't feel like the three hours mm-hmm. went by. Yeah. I mean, especially if you ain't doing nothing anyway, it's background noise. Mm-hmm. You listen to the parts you get interested in, and then when it gets kind of flat, you kind of just mm-hmm. come back to it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's how I, I play my podcast. Mm-hmm. I just like to listen to them. Mm-hmm. I hear something that I, I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And when it gets a little silly, I go... Go to the restroom, go grab some pizza, mm-hmm. you know, do my thing. I do want to, and I don't want, I want to say bring up a topic right quick. I know we, it's, it's random, because I know you watch the show. Oh, go ahead. So, you remember the part where she's talking about how a lot of people in Hollywood, it seemed like they're shunning her because she brings her husband along with her in her beatings? Yeah. Like as a person, it's her right-hand man, her manager. Yeah, her manager. Of course, but it's just not even just from a manager standpoint, of course, but protector. That's her husband. So I, I'm asking, I bring it up to say, do you think do you think that's a problem? That that she brings her husband, even though he title-wise manager, but it's her husband. Even I think that she would still bring him along, even if he wasn't a manager. Mm-hmm. Just because that that's my husband, this is what I'm doing. Whatever I got going on, he's coming along with me. Just like anything else in our normal lives, people do the same thing too. Who care, like you know what I'm saying? We can't say that she would because we don't know him. Well, I'm, outside of that, I don't. I mean, but, I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving an opinion on that part, but of course, because oh, okay. I don't know that definitively will she do that or not. But from what it comes off as, because because she don't really say the only reason, the only reason why he's there is because. He's my manager. She's like, he's there to protect me. He's there to make sure that everything is this. That's what he's supposed to do. Like, she's making, if anything, she said in the podcast, it's a shame that we're questioning why is a, why is a husband supporting his wife in meetings or anything in life. Like, why is he there? That's her That's her husband, period. I've done uh, business with people that always had a spouse with them. So my thing I is, do you think it. that's a problem? That ain't no damn problem. Especially for her to bring her man, like, you know, they're not going to show that on TV, like, a woman actually respecting her man and bringing her, you know what I mean? So it's just like, for her to do that, it's just... She always respects him. That's what I love about exactly. her. But you know always. what, though? But exactly. doesn't that also, too, on the flip side, because we talk about us being men and supporting and standing up, but doesn't that show a lot of volume towards the husband that he's willing to, like, you know what, babe, this is what's going through. I'm rolling with you. Yeah. I'm with I'm, I'm you. She could have put that Wherever you're going, I'm going with you, and I don't give a damn. Yeah, this is my wife, and, yep, while you over here, 
you go, you have to respect it. You ain't gonna better just go crazy. Mm-hmm. Cause I ain't never really heard too many people go crazy on Monique in person. Yeah. They talk crazy behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but cause that's why I always say I hear a lot of people giving a hard time about what well, you always bring it. You know, even though she called him quote unquote daddy, right? <laughs> that's weird. That's what, no, I mean that's what she called him. I, I no, got to do it. That's yeah. weird. Yeah, though. but the point I'm making is that. Can't call each other daddy and mommy in bed. I can't speak on nobody how you call what you you say what you want to say. Some people like some people like be called a motherfucker, you dirty bitch, you you, you dirty bastard. Mine's is oh never mind. <laughs> well, okay, okay. So you know sometimes the pet name when we got on our task, we focus on that. focus on no, this. that's what you into. Mm-hmm. No, we focus on no, what that's we, what you into. You into that freaky stuff. No, she will. Everybody, listen, I'm going to say this much. Everybody you got. You like to be called Pop Smurf. No, nah, I don't have to be called none of that <laughs> shit. I ain't going to tell you why I like to be called. Just, <laughs> everybody got a name, right? Everybody got a call. Yeah, but yeah. we ain't going to focus on that. <laughs> we will digress. I like to be called Rob the Rabbit. This motherfucker. <laughs> this motherfucker. Stay on the topic. The topic. <laughs> so, I guess for me, and I guess what I want to know is, I want to get y'all opinion on it, but also, okay. too, like, ladies... Or even fellas, do you feel like it's okay for you to be or in the in the business room with your wife? You know what I'm saying? Not even so much the business room, but just anything that she got going on that requires just whatever it is. Is it okay for that spouse to be present? It's okay, but the fact that she made him the manager so he's able to be at every single yes. one, that's what, that's what I'm yeah. you know, applying to. Yeah. So is, do you think that's a problem? Uh, no, if it works for them, it works for me. I think. I think to go back to your first point, I think that I think she would honestly because even when I like when you like watch uh, Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. do you ever notice like when Kiki travels, mm-hmm. she got her manager and her mom, Kiki Palmer. Yeah, oh. got people got celebrities got certain people yeah. or they go to people that's the people support system, yeah, the support yeah. system. Yeah, you gotta have legs to the table. And I think that's what everybody um, that everybody should have. And I think Monique has, because Steve Harvey's wife is active in his business. She's around, as well as everybody else. Everybody else has their spouse. When their spouse is, like, completely involved. Mm-hmm. And who's to say that one person... That's more time together. And who's to say that one person supposed to dictate the role that your spouse is supposed to play in your business? Who are you to say that? I mean, exactly. the Bible says all of us are supposed to be joined anyway. Yeah. So, I mean... That's I, what I go on since I'm the only non-atheist in the room. Non-atheist is crazy. Yeah, you just want to hear Non-atheist is crazy. I looked you in the eyes. Yeah, I, and I, you know, I did that, and I looked down like, this guy just want to talk. Wait, that's why I even look at you. You on my face just screwed up. I like this look. Now, this guy just want to hear his stuff. Talk today, don't he? Hey, you look like you wouldn't even pass me the hot sauce. <laughs> nah, not when you made that bullshit comment. Nah, you didn't <laughs> get it dry, baby. How about that? It's called, it's called gaslighting, people. We was, we're joking, guys. We're joking. But, again, I just want to bring it up because, man, you know, I think that we talk about this show a lot by being supportive. And I think there's nothing wrong if you if you have a spouse and definitely they want you to be involved in their business ventures or even just whatever venture it may be. Mm-hmm. You know, that to be supportive and to be there. Because it adds an extra love, I think, of security is in your relationship, too. Especially if I know that in these times that's important, I know that you're going to be there and have my back, no matter what the eyes is. Mm-hmm. That's going to bring a level of uh, 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 solidarity. 
Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Now, let me. Are you raise your hand. <laughs> you looked at me. Like, right, right, go ahead. <laughs> I'm like, where's the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> go. Oh, so, shit. what about like you know when somebody is? How should I put this? Like too overpowering. Okay, let's say this. You have a wife that's like, you know, really into you, she really respects you, but she's very outspoken. So like, you know, let's say you you doing a business deal and she don't like or he don't like the way that she just said something or he just said something in the business deal. And then she try to correct you like, hey, wait, hold on, you know, da 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 but you, you know, on the other hand, having conflict. Though. Yeah, like but conflict. She, yeah, yeah. she's speaking. She's sense. speaking out yeah. when she's not. Some, yeah, sense, but you feel like is a reason to speak. I that. think that like, I got I, this. That's I what I was going to say. Go right. yeah. Go. That's what I was going to say. Go like, what are what are the, uh, the, the cons of having your spouse? That's involved. what I was getting to. Yeah, I think it's important to have those conversations and understand that when we go to the table, this is what I need for you to do. So you got to be professional. You got to be professional or. I might not even need you to speak. I just need you to be present. Yeah, you dig what I'm saying. You're like the piece but, in the room. Yeah, for yeah. Me. Because yeah. trust me, I will. If you have, if we're on the same place. We have a, a game plan. Mm-hmm. When we go in this room, we're not making no decisions today. We're just in here to talk and get whatever case may be. I maybe just need you to be the extra ear just to listen. But I think mm-hmm. you gotta have that com- that conversation. Stick to the game plan. The game plan. You went a long way to answer our question. Like what are the cons? The cons, the cons. I think of of a person being there is just having an extra level of support. No I think, cons, not pros. Oh, oh cons. Oh, the cons. That's on my bad. Cons. Uh, the cons would be uh, honestly <laughs> would be. Read. I'm sorry. <laughs> the cons. Oh, okay. The cons of being there is that person could be could probably step in uh, could speak out of turn when they're not supposed to. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all. Or. Or, or what's your first point? Stick to the plan. Yeah, stick with yeah. the plan. Well, we yeah. talked about. Yeah. It. Don't go in here and act stupid. Yeah, no, I, yeah don't do yeah. what you want to do. Don't like, make a decision. I, I know, right or, now. Or, or don't think. I know what I'm doing. Or also <laughs> too as well, the cons of that is because you feel like you have a say so because of the entitlement of the role that you have in my mm-hmm. life, which yeah. is that. And sometimes we gotta understand that. I'm just gonna sound crazy. You are my spouse, but that doesn't mean because you're my spouse, you get to carry that in the business room. Yeah. It's still business at the end of the day, mm-hmm. especially if we understand what our roles are. And don't take it in the house. They don't take it in the house, and don't take it personal. Don't bring yeah. personal shit into this business room. You know yeah. what I'm saying? This is business at the end of the day. Right. Your role is this, and my role is this, and we understand that before we go in this room. Well, so, there's two types of meetings, though, you know, and that's what you have to discuss prior to. There's, there's meetings for discovery. That's mm-hmm. when you gather the information. Mm-hmm. You assess the situation, mm-hmm. try to figure out, you know, is it a good fit, mm-hmm. is it a good move. Um, the other meeting is to make the deal. When you already came to the table and did the discovery or got there, gathered the information. The second meeting is to make the deal. Yeah. We have to be on the same page for both of those types of meetings. You can't go in there and be like, all right, what are we, where the contract? Like, hold on, player. I look dead at her. Like, we, we said we're going to take this info home. Like, <laughs> talk exactly, about it. Exactly. Don't start just being aggressive. Oh, it sounds that's so that's good. Saying, and I said, no, stick with the plan. Because I think a lot of times, like you just said, you said the cons really come into play when those type of situations happen. Like you said, oh, that sounds good. Go ahead, give us the contract. Now, hold on. What the fuck? Yeah. We just sat there and said, I don't care what they talked about. Mm-hmm. We're not signing nothing today. Mm-hmm. Like You're going like, against the grain. Because one thing that business people pay attention to, they see that if there's any type of division between you and your manager, because mm-hmm. they want to get the best deal possible. Yeah. Yes. So if there's any way possible, I can Divide infiltrate, or if I can either go behind that person, especially if I can see there's tension between you and your manager or whoever it is, 
And I can see that this made the game is dirty. Mm-hmm. Roll up on your wife and be like, clearly I can see, we can see that you the, you, you wear the pants. So we don't need to talk to him. Okay, so <laughs> no, no, they, they, no, say it. Look, they will, they will do that. that. So going back to the question you're asking, like, I would you, do or you, do you think this should divide be Divide and conquer. Do they think? Do you think that they should be at every single one? Me personally, I would say it just depends the type of partner do you have. But you know, if it's talking like anything like money wise, I don't think you should. Maybe that's something I bring back to what them. You, what are you saying? Please like, let's say, yeah, okay, let's say I go into a business deal. I'm eating Coca Cola for my product, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm telling my wife like, hey, you know, I'm I'm going for at least twenty million, right? Cool. And Coca Cola's like, hey, you know. We're, we were to put in $35 million. And your wife's like, take it, take it, take it, like, take it, take it. You don't, if she does that, he's going to be like, okay. But now that you know that your business is worth more than what you thought it was worth, you probably you could probably negotiate, okay, how about $40 million? I'll meet you at $40 million. Yeah. But now, I think that's a, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I think that's why we keep, we're, black think we people are, are terrible negotiators. But go ahead. Oh, but I'm, they, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely negotiating. I'm negotiating too. Yeah, my, anyway. I'm, a, I, I, I'm not going to. I have to debunk that. I, but I will say this, though. I feel like it's important to have those conversations before you go in that room. I think a lot of times people forget to have those conversations and really make sure that, because that's a level of trust after we have mm-hmm. the conversation. I trust you to do what you're going to do. If you say that you're not going to do this, you're going to do that. I don't mm-hmm. care what the person is saying, it doesn't trigger you to, to act outside of your role. At this point, we need to still focus on that. Okay, so uh, another point in that show, before we move on to other topics, um, Tyler Perry and Oprah. Do you feel, okay, so she claimed, her claims are that they blackballed her, right? And her perspective is that they owe her an apology and more money for the job that she did do for them, you know, back with the feminine oppressions. I don't know about all that. You know, but Tyler did admit somewhat to telling people she's difficult to work with, which stopped her bag a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's no way to compensate for that, though. <clears throat> There's no way to see this person was going to offer me the role for this movie if you hadn't said that. Mm-hmm. There's no way to say that. Let me make my point. Um, no, I'm, I'm not going to say that. I'm listening. So, I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm so I'm that's, that's one, one side of it. The other side is how should we view Tyler Perry and Oprah? I'm listening. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, like how do you view them? Because to me, even though that was kind of foul on her part on the receiving end for her, but as Tyler Perry and Oprah think like corporations, that's what they are. Yeah. It is my business to keep as much money as I can and profit as much as I can. That's what a corporation does. That's business. I don't, I don't fault them for doing business. I fought them on a level of like you know uh, uh, community. You know what I mean? From a, for them to do that to a black woman, trying to make her way when they had the power to situate her a little bit better. I think that the problem is that what people are going to look at is you got if you if you're a corporation to be the corporation, but your message doesn't align to what your actions are showing. So meaning that if you're saying that I love my people and I care about my people so much, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong, he's employed. Now, one thing I, will, I gotta give Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry has employed a lot of black actors I ain't never seen before. And 
you see some of them branch off to get other deals and everything like that. So you can't take away the body of work that he has done. Oprah too. Oprah too. And Oprah too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You can't take away from that. But I will say this. If you know that you've been on that role yourself and understand the pain that was to have to be to accept these deals mm-hmm. and to accept these type of roles and to know that I had no choice to take it because that's what was offered. If you take it, you leave it. You should be happy that you're at the table type situation. Mm-hmm. Then if you're in this position of power where now, now you're the boss, you're the boss. They're bosses, right? They're bosses. They have the right to say so, this and that, the third. You ain't got to pay them no Brad Pitt money. You got to pay them no George Clooney money or nothing like that. But but it's you, my job to keep as much as I can. Though. But you can still do that. It's still, I'm, I'm not telling them what to do. So I'm not saying that. I guess my whole thing is that, is there a way that we can meet in the middle? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> is there a way that if I know that, for instance, we say Taraji P. Henson, we know that if she was making, say, for instance, $250,000 a movie, mm-hmm. and I know that based upon the role that she's taking on, and I know that what just being, you know, budgeting and everything that we can possibly give her an extra 100 k more, then why not we can do that if we can afford to do that? Mm-hmm. Why would it be that, okay, well, if you see that Hollywood give you 250000 I know that's how 250000 well, shit, we're going to give you 200000 Okay, so you seen Last Dance. Yes. You saw Last Dance and everybody, the consensus mostly when the part came to when Scotty was doing his first, uh, his deal, his contract with Jerry. And um, Jerry don't renegotiate. Jerry gave him a contract, and he didn't. You all right? <laughs> you right? nigga over here about to die. Can I have your shoes? If you go, you don't need them no more. But anyway, <clears throat> Scotty don't need, you know, Scotty made that deal, like, mm-hmm. So, and everybody was like, well, he did sign a deal. Like, ain't nobody make him sign it. That's true. And Jerry told him, I wouldn't do it. And mm-hmm. I'm the one giving you the contract. Mm-hmm. So, we all had that feeling about when Scotty did that. Monique signed that contract. Nobody had a gun to their head, her head. Yeah. So, Taraji signed that, uh, her contracts. Nobody put a gun to her head. So, so to my standpoint, so no, for no, so yeah. under, from his standpoint, I do understand what you're saying because <clears throat> if you if you didn't have the conversation or you didn't want to have the conversation after you signed it, then it's pointless. Because so in that regard, I will say then <clears throat> if you felt that way, then we should have been talking about this at the table before you signed the contract or signed the, the dotted line of taking this role. Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're saying? Or learn how to re- renegotiate. But, but I'm saying that once you sign that contract, you're saying that that's you signed it. that, that's what you said you're going to get paid. Get. So I don't want to hear shit about it. If I go make more money than I thought I'd make on this project, that's my money. I paid you what you agreed to get paid. It's not my job to to tell you you should ask me for more money. You know what? That's true. I mean, I can't say nothing about that. That's very true because everybody deal with you like that on the norm to norm every day. If I know more information about you that's going to give me more of a leverage, people do that on a day-to-day basis. Right. To make it right, in some yeah. cases, yes, yeah, some cases, no, but that's just the game, right? Yeah. The game is the what? The game is the game. The game is the game. Go ahead. I was going to tie it into back to the last situation. 
Vlad didn't tell Why these people. I don't know who Vlad is. I don't like the way you say his name. Because <laughs> I don't care too, too much about him. <laughs> you say Vlad. Vlad, Vlad TV. Vlad. But it dates back to that. Like, he didn't tell them to snitch on him. He may ask the question, like, hey, did you shoot, shoot, uh, so and so? If they say, yeah, he ain't tell them, he ain't tell them to say that. Hell, Again. most of the time he don't ask. They just tell him the story themselves. I think a lot of times the cats be, be, they be forgetting that goddamn camera. Yeah. <laughs> no, they Seriously. want their you know, same time. Because think about it though, it be times that, and I know for me, like we've had this podcast, we've done it. Well, I forgot that it's something. And it, that's a level of comfortability. It's not to say that I'm ashamed or anything I'm saying, but mm-hmm. depending on that topic, getting that state, you know, so. But here's the other side that I think about it, though. Maybe they signed it because, okay, they know it's low, 250000 while Brad Pitt's getting $2 million. Cool, but maybe it's just they, they're taking it. Brad the, Pitt, though. True, but maybe they're just taking it as exposure. Like, okay, if I do good in this movie, maybe I might get another $2 million in another movie with such and such a risk. Don't with do that Sony no Pictures. Huh? Don't do that no more. Don't do what? Don't sign a deal like that no more. Yeah, or if it takes for you to have to find your own project to get yourself out there, to get your uh, mm-hmm. your resume built up, so then you can be able to speak on this is my number. But like you got to start with somewhere, like Cat though. Cat Williams, the one thing I got to say with Cat Williams, he's, yeah, he, his role was this big, was this small, mm-hmm. and because he took on, oh, God, that's deep. He took ownership. He, mm-hmm. he owned that shit. He said, this situation, I'm going to make the best of it. They give me this, I'm taking this. Yeah. And, and, and now I can build off of that. Now I can charge this much for for my next act. But you also have the opportunity, like like out for the life of me, I don't understand why Tyrese and <clears throat> and uh, Ludacris make what they make on Fast and Furious. No, <laughs> how much they make? Tyrese only makes a million per movie. And Ludacris makes like six to eight hundred thousand, and I'm like. <clears throat> I'm not a fan of the movies, but I know they all big. I know whatever they spend to make that movie, they go, they get in profit when they make, when that movie release because mm-hmm. it's worldwide. Everybody knows Fast and the Furious. Why are you paying main characters so little when you got a movie that made over ten billion dollars worldwide? I didn't know that's what they was making. I didn't care. Well, I thought he signed for the whole two. What Cat Williams said, two hundred fifty million, million for ten movies. Twenty. 20 so like yeah per movie and Ludacris said the same thing he was like I mean they pay me X amount and if they say they need a movie hey I'm gonna do the movie yeah that's whack though that mean he got a deal like Scotty he shouldn't have did that he shouldn't have did that everybody's going for the money and not the, the you know the back end I wouldn't, that's what I would have took I would have said give me a percentage. percentage I don't even want no no contract pay Mm-hmm. Just give me so you want point zero three percent of what the movie grows. So you bet you <laughs> you talking about the um the role the guy did Keanu Reeves like he does in his movies. No, I'm talking Denzel about the, the guy for um the Lion King who sung the Lion King to a kid when his mom was like I Jason Weaver. Yeah, I don't want the upfront money. Just give me a percentage of yeah. Not every a pay, time. Don't give me a paycheck. Give yeah, me, I'm percentage. going straight straight royalties. Give mm-hmm. me give me that, and that's that's what matters. Mm-hmm. That's what matters. Like you got to be able to know about things like that, and I'm pretty sure they they probably just didn't have the business acumen to like to to facilitate that type of deal for themselves. Mm-hmm. But I, it seems like when you're doing like franchises, like you should jump in like that. You got people like The Rock came in and made twelve million, million 
off a franchise he ain't even been a part of. Right. Jason Statham. Exactly. Ten million. Yeah. Momoa. Eight million. Like Charlize Theron. Ten million. Mm-hmm. The girl uh, that played them Ben Diesel wife on the show. Yeah. She ain't even getting a whole two. She getting like over a little over a million. Like these main characters in that movie, if I'm not mistaken, all of them are on the poster. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. Ten billion is what your franchise don't gross. And you probably paid out about what, 50? 50 million? You probably ain't paid no more than a billion dollars to get all them movies made. Yeah, nine billion in profits. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Cashing out. But that's how the rap industry is. That's how the you know movie industry is. That's how just the whole business is. That's why I said black people are terrible negotiators. Yes, absolutely. We got to do better. We got to think about if you don't know, you got to have people around you that do. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think the cash out a question? Because we're sitting there talking no. about. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do y'all think that the pressure is kind of on them to take those roles? Because yes. If they don't, then they can feel like someone else is going to take it, and mm-hmm. then they continue to or do they that. Or their family. Oh, because yeah. the pressure to provide, the pressure of feeling like they don't do, and they give it to someone else, and then if they, if then if they turn out these roles, say one or two many times, that they're going to be labeled in Hollywood, they're hard to deal with because not per se that you're hard to deal with because you just ain't going to accept what the hell is given to them. And all of a sudden, the phone calls go away. I think that's the. Underlying. I feel like I, like I wanted. To, I'm saying I think that's the underlying. It's thing. the underlying manipulation, huh? Fifty thousand dollars, but the problem is, like you said, I think you said it earlier. Like you said that they're naming the price, they're putting it out there. So, like you said, you know your worth. You know that, like Monique said, I got all these accolades that's been I've done, mm-hmm. and even like that, she said the Parkers got that gross over like two billion dollars, mm-hmm. and that for you to still get paid what you getting paid, and to be like to know, like you can't yeah, tell me my, you, uh, huh, huh, eight hundred the show, how much? Did it? 800 million. 800 million, my bad. Well, even if they did gross that much, like the point I'm making, still a lot. that's still a lot of money. <laughs> to what she was getting I was paid. surprised by I that. I was surprised by that. because was a lot of seasons. Of that yeah, show. but I didn't know it was still doing that. And at one point, is it still on Syndicate? It's on Syndicate right it's now? It's on Netflix. It is? Okay. So, I guess for me, like, if you know that you've done your body of work proving that I've done this, like, mm-hmm. you, shit, basically what I've done, I've grossed this amount of money, you still want to give me this? But, you See, but that's how you should ne- negotiate, though, like, Bring your, your body of work, show you that, hey, I made this company $800 million. I know if you're a multi-billion dollar, I can make you $8 billion yeah. if you put my name in this. So I'm not settling for less than such and such and such. About 55000 55, per episode. At that time, that's and probably... 22 episodes, that's a lot. At that time, you got to think the cost of living... In California. Yeah, that shit was still high, though. That shit was still high. In so California, high, but you look at I mean, she almost... Went, 15 years ago that show was on but still she should when she once she known it was a hit and she knew other actresses were making 250,000 an episode for a hit show she should have known her people should have known to go back to the table and renegotiate her deal well who's to say that she didn't do that she didn't say she did she didn't say she did that doesn't she gave me no indication that she did I don't think she did okay that's just, you know... Yeah, no, no, I'm with you. That might be an assumption, but because all these times she don't spoke about it, she's never said they didn't want to renegotiate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Active listening, <clears throat> I hear you. Yeah. Let's need to do some active listening. And and also the show is a spinoff. And you know, with spinoff revenue, 
they give you a different, a lower percentage and pay because it's a spinoff. That means it's not like Monique created, created the Parkers, the way she talking. You didn't create the Parkers, it's a spinoff of Moesha. And the show was supposed to be built around your daughter on the show, which most of the episodes were about the daughter. Because I watched the Parkers. I watched it too. And, you know, the only thing that was really involved with Monique is her chasing around Professor Ogilvy. And then her best friend, you know, too. And then the best friend, the one that died, that was on the show. She had short hair. On the no, show? No, no, I'm thinking about Malaysia, my bad. I'm going to say, wait, I thought it was a yeah. daughter. No, it was a daughter. It's, it's yeah, the Parker the and the professor. Professor Ogletree. Is it yeah. Professor Ogletree? Kim in back. She alive. It's a one girl. On this, it's, another, it's a girl. It's a, uh, I forgot that girl. Name. I know she, was on, she was on Friday. She alive. Let me pull this She's alive. You talking about the one that pulled up? You talking about the one that called the crazy girl? My baby mama cousin said that you was... Yeah. No. We're going to find... I think you're on the same page, man. <laughs> I know, because yeah, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna find it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to wrap up this segment. Now the listeners going to want to know, know the answer to this. Who y'all talking about? Because I know that Kim's still alive. She's no. still alive. Yvette Wilson. Oh! That's who it is. Uh, Aunt Nell. Thank you. They had the den. Yeah, yeah. That was on Moesha. But she, but yeah, but she also, she was, she, but she was also the best, she's the best friend on there. Monique, best friend. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Kim. Nah, I was saying in general, okay. nah, I was speaking in general. Yeah, okay. I had to make sure. Who was it? Yvette. Yvette Wilson. Yeah, Yvette yeah. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. 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 She, died, she had cancer. Yep. Yeah. That's the one that said, you know, her famous joke from back in the day, I'm a stand-up connoisseur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was the one that said when you ain't had sex in a while. You can, you can move furniture by yourself. <laughs> she was on Def Jam. That was her little clip. Yeah. But yeah, she was funny. I went to see her live one time. She got a, she had a big head. And then she also <laughs> too. And then also she did a good job on Friday. What part? When was she on Friday? If you remember when Smokey said you the girl oh, came out the car looking like Freddie Jackson, Jackson. Yeah, that she was got her. the card. That was her. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She was yeah, a dead like was that, man. She, she killed that part, man. Yeah. Listen, R.I.P. Hell yeah, she was funny. She was funny. She should have been Absolutely one of the queens, shit. to be honest, because she was on fire back on the day. Yeah. Her, Adele Gibbons, and Cheryl Underwood. I love Cheryl Underwood. I don't understand why they weren't the queens of comedy. Now Cheryl Underwood, she finally did get her lick though when she got on that on that daytime show uh, with the uh, uh, the View. Yeah, Not the View. It was the talk. The talk. Yeah, she got her. But Cheryl Underwood's funny to me. She called me on my birthday one year. Shut up. And to ask me if, she, <laughs> if, if I wanted. No, for real. She called me from a club. Let's see. And told me, um, she said, happy birthday. You want me to suck your big black? <laughs> I was like, I knew your voice. You know her? I, I knew her voice. Uh-huh. Because I was a fan of her. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, I, I know who this is. But yeah, that was that was my, That's that was funny. the best birthday phone call I ever got. That's funny. That's funny. And I told her, yeah, by the way. You're dumb. <laughs> and I can see you and say that was the yes, last call from her. <laughs> no, no, the last call. No, somebody was there with her that I knew that gave her the phone to tell me. She passed it out. That they passed it out. She yeah. was talking Yeah. Yeah, that's all. That's still pretty doing. cool, though. That's still pretty cool, though. That's a beverage, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cheryl Underwood was talking shit to me. I can't wait to meet her and see if she meant that. She definitely probably didn't beat it. Oh. Yeah, she probably, I'm pretty sure she probably forgot about it. <laughs> she probably said, did I say that shit? <laughs> 
going to crush my drink. <coughs> okay. That's fine. So, we're going to, before we get into another topic, we're going to do the top five. And the top five, I wanted to base this around my experience this week. Mm. So, as a man in this community, with the guys around here that don't really have their fathers around, every year since I've been living in this area, um, someone turns 21, I have them have their first drink with me. And, uh, yeah, drink. The boy didn't. He didn't. He didn't eat when he showed up, and he knew two weeks before what we was doing. And uh, he didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't eat first, so we made him go get get him some little crisp burgers, something like that. Throw it in the stomach, and uh, then we had like three, four shots. Damn, you started him off like that. Three, four shots. That's that's hey, twenty one, two plus one, and a bonus. That's your twenty one gun salute. So we did that. Wow. Uh, we got him home safely. Got him home safe. And two hours after that, his mom called me. And chewed me out something. <coughs> I didn't even throw it away. He threw it away. <laughs> but chewed me out like I was just a bad person. And, and it made me toss and turn all night. I didn't get sleep that night. Like, I was just like, am I a monster? Like I kept telling myself, he ain't no baby. And I done to him what but. the men in my life done to me mm-hmm. and other guys that came up with me, too. Traditional. It's like, yeah. It's like a rite of passage. Rite of passage. Yeah. Passing of the torch. Like, you step into manhood, you have them conversations yeah. that night, and, and that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> so my top five is it's inspired by this. Top five. Ooh. I'm 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 explaining it right now. But, but just, before you go, can I say something? You you gonna step on the top five? No. Um, tradition. You know what? These guys don't follow my segment rules. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I forgot. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So they said to this guy, this younger guy, he said tradition ain't nothing but peer pressure from the dead that we need to get rid of. He need to shut up. <laughs> he really needs to shut up. But. <laughs> That's not what tradition is, in my opinion. <laughs> he really needs to shut up. But it makes sense, though. It's, 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 it's respect I mean, of more so than But anything. alcohol, you know, technically, you know. What are you saying? Like, you You're saying know, it's toxic? It's toxic to uh, pass that off? I see what he was saying. Like, some tradition kind of doesn't make sense to keep tradition in. For us to be in that class, you know what I mean? Like, I've done it with over twenty guys at least. Pause. <laughs> Hell yeah! Pause. I mean, I've had the first. I've had the twenty-one, the twenty-one shots <laughs> with over twenty uh, with over twenty guys. None of them alcoholics. Half of them barely drink. Yeah, because of that experience and the conversation. You got to realize, it only take five or ten minutes to have four shots. If yeah. we sit around each other two, three hours, the conversation mm-hmm. and, and the fact that now you can sit at this table with men. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's never just me involved in that. I always invite other men mm-hmm. to do it with them. Sometimes dads come with them when they have mm-hmm. their dads involved. That's real cool, then. And um, we do that, one, to, find, to teach you your threshold when it comes to alcohol. Yeah. 
two more to stay away that you can do. Well, when you know your threshold, you know how far you can go. Yeah, exactly. I don't drink. Two. Two. Yeah, you do, nigga. Wine. Two. You throw me off. (laughs) Two. (laughs) Hold on. Y'all be killing me. I didn't say no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Two. Yeah. So, let me me catch my thoughts. So, the threshold. And two is, is so that you can, you can... You can have the conversation, right, with with men that you you never experience. You know this this realm of conversation when you can sit at the table with your chest out because now I can talk to my uncle, mm-hmm. I can talk to my elder as a man. You know what I mean? Now you reach your you you, you reach your 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 way into manhood, and that's that's what it's about. It's 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 no different than a, a bar mitzvah. It's no different than that. If you can go to war, why you can't drink? I mean, if the war is tradition, I think that's another thing I need to be thrown over too. Well, I don't really support. I understand what he said, yeah. but I don't necessarily believe that. I I, I love tradition, but this is especially like a, a black guy. Like I'm talking about, like teens or some. Like you know, he just thought about it, like. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, that's why. I, I understand. I, I, I appreciate y'all stepping on my top five this week, though. But you didn't say the top five. Yeah, I'm I, trying to get to it. <laughs> I'm trying to have I a conversation. Say, I ain't say nothing. I was <laughs> setting up Nick to step on. Okay, you say here. No, you no, said, y'all, I, I ain't say nothing. I said, Nick before you say it, on. I said, I just want to give a quote that a young man said. Yeah. And it just made me think. Right. And then you 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 had a whole story. You ain't have to say the thing. You me and I think I asked the top five. I'm y'all get y'all on segments. I'm because I'm stepping on the whole thing. I didn't say nothing. I just said nothing. I added to it because when you no because you gotta let me set the whole thing up and then bring y'all in on my segment. Y'all supposed to be quiet on that part. But anyway, I don't even want to do it no more. But you said, because I said, go ahead. He said, no, go ahead. You gave me the light. Uh-huh. <laughs> he been drinking. Who? So, the top five is going to be, what's the top five traditions mm-hmm. on on um, rites of passage for, for, for black men oh, that, that you've heard of or that you've experienced? That's tough because you got to be, first of all, I don't know if everybody's been asking because you got to be in a situation. I'm going to talk to y'all. Huh? I'm going to talk to y'all. <laughs> but for look, me, are I we mean, doing for, the top five? Like, it's I mean, I, I would say this. I mean, for me, no, I mean, it's collectively. Yeah. I think for me, uh, one of the biggest things I think is the barbershop. Taking your son to the barbershop and being there to get his first haircut. Some type of form of rite of passage in the two. Getting out of that little boy phase, and you're not going to like it ain't manhood, but you you know it's a change, it's a transition. It's, it's training for yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say the barber shop tradition is definitely yeah is a big thing. speaking to your barber yeah. and telling him what you want. Yeah, and talking when you to get him. to that stage, that's when you feel like I did my thing, Dad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that feel good. And then also too, they get a form of camaraderie of being amongst men. Yeah, being around them. So the barber shop will be one. Barbershop. That, that'll probably be number one for me. Yeah, you know, I might be a little biased, but might be. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
you go say yeah. I, I, I got another one too, but y'all might think I'm ignorant. I'm thinking about from you said we're talking about from boys, men, right? Like no, your crossover, your crossover, to manhood. I think even the conversation of you talking about sex. See, that's what I was going to bring up. I was thinking, oh, so buying a hooker? No, not per se buying a hooker, but even talking about the dialogue of having sex or even talking about your first sexual experience with your father. He told mine. That was going to be mine. I was really thinking about how I was going to word it, but he worded it perfectly. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds because, like he buying his son. Cookie. Because I think no, that, not, because but, I mean, it depends if you're at age. You're talking about that. that it's like that talk. That even just having that talk. Yeah, uh, that's a right of passage. Your, your dad talking to you about the fact, hey, don't do this. You know that you're growing up. You know that okay, dad telling me this for a reason. Yeah. You need to strap up. You can't make sure you don't have. If you have, I don't want you having sex. But if you do have sex, you need to be strapped up, and this is how you protect yourself from STDs and also getting anyone pregnant. Mm-hmm. Because you're at an age where you can get someone pregnant. You're trying to have a conversation with us. My dad already took care of that, so just so you know. No, I mean, that's but what good. you saying about STDs? This guy's <laughs> <laughs> but you. But I'm saying so that conversation. I think because it's like you step into that world of manhood. You slowly making that transition. So. I, I think that's the very reason God didn't give me son. Because I think I will be no natural born, born son. I think I will be like Bootsy. For real, I think I, me in my younger days, I definitely would have been that way. But because um, I got a two part to this top five, um, mine would be I've I've always enjoyed. It's just something about sitting to the table with my father and my uncle, having a glass of wine. You know what I mean, and just talking as men. Those are some of my favorite memories of like passing, you know, through manhood. <coughs> I was, I would agree with that, that age, like that, like I can sit here and just, you know, we can talk as equals. You know, after we put this down, put it down. Yeah, if you want to put it down, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, yeah, that was my favorite memory. That was my favorite memory. I got a little thrown off. Yeah, y'all tradition? being dry today. Like, what y'all no, not? <laughs> you the one talking. What are you we talking about? Right. Angry man. When we talk, it, yeah, it's just sexy. Talking now we're not you talking. You were talking. Dry. Dry. And then he got, thought I lost my train of thought. Man, y'all dry, man. Calm your butt down. We don't know what to do. <laughs> no, no, but I will say this, though. For me, because we're going we're gonna to 25 that. So I'll give you another one. Mm. I think for me, when you're talking about like a tradition that's been passed on, I think that for me, for certain people, I would say, even from the standpoint of just of talking about money and business and finance. Man, he's taking all of us. Oh, no. like a rite of passage. Like when we start talking about like I'm talking about rite of passage, y'all going a little off. Okay, now. so you said rite of passage. Okay, because sex was kind of like iffy. I think that's, rite of passage. I'm not sure. I think that's a rite of passage too, because depending on what you, the type of you taking them to the strip club. No, I'm talking you, about the conversation about it, or even oh, talking like, frank with your father. Yes, yeah, about, about it. Yes. Your, okay. Yeah, we talking about talking frank. Like we talking like hey, right, let's, let's not let's, let's uh, hey female listeners. Y'all probably ain't going to understand why we have these conversations with young men or we do certain things with them, but they're walking into this world. You don't know this world. So that's our disclaimer, okay, so we can just go free with it. Yeah, because if you don't teach the world, going to teach you. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and they're going to wonder why why you ain't acting like a man when you get out there with a woman. Like, why you ain't acting like I'm with you. Yeah. One of mine would be how to treat a woman. Like, how to be around a woman, how to treat a woman. That's definitely one. Yeah. No, I'm talking about rites of passage. Like passage. That is one, yeah. No, nah, that's not one. No, it's not. No. You said tradition. No. No, yeah. I'm talking about rites of passage. Like, like what we're like talking you about. know that you, like, kind of, like, you come into your own, like, I mean, like, you, like, 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 I'm with the big dogs. I'm yeah. with, the, with the men. Or yeah, yeah you got your first, girl, your first girlfriend. That kind of goes into the sex conversation. No, but we talking about sex. We got to, you got to know how to roll, how to not spend your money around them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're not talking about sex. We're talking about person to person. Like, you're talking about, like, how to treat them. How like, to treat like, women, how to, like, how to stand. Like, like, how a man supposed yeah, to treat a woman. Don't, don't bow down to such and such, this bullshit and that bullshit. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because I made those mistakes. I, you know what I mean? I did that, and you going to expect some? No. Don't expect nothing. That's not fatherly advice, though. No, that's, that's, mm. I don't know. Many many people don't have that. I uh, I would say this, though. I remember having those conversations with my father, mm -hmm. and my father talking about things that I never knew that he went through from a relationship standpoint, and he was talking to me like what Nick brought up. Mm. It did, bro. It, it was a sense of a camaraderie there. Like, damn, I ain't my dad went through the same shit I went through, yeah. too. Like, damn, this shit was worse than mine. Well, like, all of that would be included in the sex talk, though. I don't think so. I mean, so. I can see what you say. You can, you can put yeah, it in that same, you can put it in that same parameter, that same. Okay, so. in that same realm. Okay, then cool. Then like, so we're talking about actual actions. Yeah, like, you're talking about, like, like yeah. things that you'll do. Your father or your uncle or a man in your life mm -hmm. is going to actually pull you to the side and make sure you do this with me. Mm. Going to a professional professional game, something like that. Some people or look. fixing on the car. Or working on the car. First like for, time you work on something together. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. It's yeah. interesting that you brought that up because the first thing I had this moment with, I just taught my son how to change a tire. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, that's something that if you don't know anything else, you gonna know how to change a tire. Yeah, and I had that moment with my son recently, and he's 10 years old, mm -hmm. and I showed him how to change a tire from a car. And I explained him the why behind it because you need to know how to do that. Yeah. Especially if you with a woman. I said, you ain't going to understand that now. But especially if you with your girlfriend or your wife and you have a flat tire, you don't know how to change no tire. Both of y'all sitting on the side bro. Yeah. Yeah. I said, you, you can't do that. For AAA. And, but not only that, but I did to show him how simple it was, too. Because yeah. I said, now, boom, 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 he did it. And I said, now I ask him now, how you change the tire? What are you supposed to do? You supposed to do this? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think certain things like that to me, yeah, like the first time I was in the yard with my granddad and he taught me, he let me use the lawnmower, like things like that. This is like, I'm teaching you. After he did that one time, now he said, go knock on people's door and make you $5, make you $10. You know, that's that's what you're going to do this time. You know, that those are things like preparation, not not for just not just things, and not, not that I was shitting on what you said, it's just that things that actually prep you for your journey as a man, mm -hmm. not as what you need to be doing to get a girl or something like that, but this actually preps me. Now, preparation for a date. The first time I take you in, you're getting ready for a date, son, this is how you dress. Mm -hmm. You know, things like that. Not not that part, what you was talking about, but this is how you put, this is how you dress. I need you to tuck your shirt in. When you're going for a job interview. That first conversation with with, with a, uh, a man in your life, mm -hmm. those things are like rites of passage. Like those are things that I'm saying. I want to make sure I'm there to make sure you're doing it the way I want you to do it, the way you need to do it. Yeah, I don't know. I was raised by a woman. I didn't, you know. 
I'm not with you. No, it's cool though. That's that's why everybody's in duel with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, and you, yeah. I'm surprised. I think I was scared of your mama. No, it could have been. <laughs> not, not, nah, nah, it could have happened. <laughs> but you know, but see, that's why this conversation, mm-hmm. even the top five of this, this can be so subjective. It's sub- subjective. It's gonna be different things because you, it's based upon everybody's experience in life and what yeah. they view and everything like that. Like certain things to me may be very important. Why to you maybe like you know it's cool. That's why I feel like men are kind of failing in our communities because I'm don't when I talk to other guys about you know phone call I got and I got chewed out for 15 minutes. A majority of the dudes that I talked to had had that experience that I was talking about. You know you had your first drink, you had your first you know experience with with your father, your uncle, or the man that, you know that was around you that that you looked up to, and that was the sense of community. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do this, you're going to do this with me, mm-hmm. and I'm going to show you the first time, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 that's what our communities were like back in the day. Mm-hmm. It ain't turn nobody. Like I said, none of the guys that I've ever done it with are alcoholics, and I still know them. I still talk to them. None of them are. And that's 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 something that you can't get. You, you can't buy that, mm-hmm. and a woman can't do that for you. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things she said to me on the phone was, I told him he could have did that at the house with me. Don't know 21-year-old boy want to sit home and spend that with their mama. And yeah. I don't want to get drinks with my mama. Not even that, but not even that, but now you're being supervised by mature. You're being, you're being supervised. For your 21st? Yeah, my dad don't know. So, what? No, go ahead. Say, say it. No, say it. No, go ahead. What? what uh, like I said, I was raised by my mom. I was raised with my mom and my aunt. No, nigga. Are you saying you had your 21st birthday? I'm, man, I'm going to fight myself. <laughs> yeah, who else am I going to do? I mean, my no, it's cousin. Cool. There's nothing wrong with that. And my cousin, D. There's nothing wrong with that. So you, when you turn 21, who would you take your first shots with? Nobody's so fine, like. It's like you was about to say. Honestly, no, because I. I thought it was your mom's? My first shot would have been with my mom, with my, my, with my cousin. You mm-hmm. did it or you didn't? Not at probably twenty one because I was I'm not a drinker. Oh, so you, okay. so you didn't do it? Not for the twenty first. No. Oh, okay. So, but you said, but if you would have done, but like my first time actually having a shot, even able to drink, it you wasn't. Did it with your mom? I think it was probably with my mom or. Nigga, you don't know. Yeah, my cut, bro, it was years ago. I'm, I'm damn near thirty. Right. No, but, so, <laughs> but the point is, we said, we said that's why I wasn't done right. You know what I mean? Like, like you gonna remember? Did you do yours with your dad? Mm, no, I'm gonna say this much. Let me think. No, let me think. My dad arrested Anyways, so I think I did. Me. I think that I did end up having a drink with my dad. I don't know how soon it was, but I know that when I turned 21, at some point, I did have that drink with my dad, and it was really cool that we had it. It was really dope that we had it because it was it kind of threw me off. Like I know the answer is you just don't want to say it. What? You probably was like me. My uncle got me at 18. See, I had already had my drink in this shit beforehand, so it was nothing new to me. It was like, I mean, I'm, so I'm going to be honest with you. So it's funny you said that. So to be blunt, I was like, it was like, okay, I'm 21, I can get it myself, but it was never an issue with me always getting it because I always had the people that was older than me. Okay. And, and I'm going to leave it at that. Like that yeah. But you know, in the islands, it's only 18. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, it, it wasn't with my dad. It was my dad. Yeah. But I do it was remember. a woman in my family. 
Right. But I do remember having that first drink with my dad. That was something that's memorable to me. It don't have to be that's 21. Just that first time you having that drink. And we really had a fucking drink. Like, we drank. And we talked as men. And we laughed. And, and that means and it, just as much yeah. to him. And it, oh, it, was, it, changed the, it changed the level of dialogue that me and him have. Because we never went back. To how we talk, we talk is like men, men. Yes, you know what I'm saying. And it's yeah. like now he talk, we talk shit like, hey, bring me a bottle or bring me yeah. this and that or what you got at the house. You my son to and my yeah. boy. Yeah, we talking, we shoot the shit, and that's yeah. and I love it. Cause yeah. then, cause what we'll do is me and him, we'll go outside on the porch when I go to his house, and we'll talk as men. We have our drink, and the women be inside chilling. Yeah. And and we and, and you you learn a lot, man. I got a lot of game based upon them one on one conversations, man. Yeah. You know, it ain't so much. It just I was doing it just. This my dad it was like, it was cool because you you really get a you learn a lot about your parents too. I learned a lot from more about my parents ever in my life as an adult than I have as a child. Because mm-hmm. when you because they you, you we live in life now. We on the same level in the sense of living life. Having your own, establishing, doing this. My parents is already established, but I'm trying to get there. They seeing that journey. They can talk to me about, hey, I know what it's like this. Because me and your dad, we went through boom, 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 boom. Oh, my dad said me and your mom, we went through this and this. And I can be like, well, God damn, I thought it was just me. Man, please, we all went through that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it's about. And, and having that conversation with a man and, and being able to converse, you know, on a level as an adult yourself and not just you talking up to somebody y'all eye to eye now and you and, and them letting you know in these conversations like I always let them know I got your back for life you know what I mean like that's 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 part of it this is what manhood looks like and we proceed to have conversations like that what you gonna do with your life what you want to be in life where you see yourself as a father and a husband what you what you want to do and 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 that's all that's all that rites of passage that that's all that drink means so ladies when you hear men do that because every man don't do it but i'm one of the men that men that do when you see a man doing that it's not as toxic as you think it is that's just that's a thing between men but you gotta know your audience and know who the people are so if you know the person that's around is a good person they ain't got no track record of being no dirty person like yourself then we haven't been to drink. If anything, I feel good about it. If he get a little drunk, okay, cool. I know he's in good hands. Mm-hmm. You know that that person, like you said, it's, like you said, you're teaching him. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people just look from the outside of mm-hmm. and don't know really the, the and process. And at 21, he don't have to ask you. Technically. Yeah. He but don't have to ask you. Still gonna, like you said, you do it out of respect, though. No, I'm not going to ask you either. That's, that's, that, if, if he comes on like that, you know he's 21. Every, most men, I'll say 90, 90% of men that I've known and experienced and heard stories about, when you turn 21, even if you had a drink before, one of the first things you want to do when you turn 21 is walk in the liquor store and buy, and my, buy my, your bottle. Now, I'm going to ask you. I want to show my ID. I, I just want to be able to prove that I can do it now. Yeah. Oh, snap. And a lot of people at the liquor store know it. They be like, oh, congratulations. Yeah. You just turned 21. Yeah. You buying your first drink today. And that's, that's just part of I'm an adult. Yeah. I want to be able to feel like I can do what I want to do. And at 21, legally and morally, you should be able to. So, you know, I would never ask a mother. I ask the kid if that's what he wants to do. If he's planning on doing that, don't do it with them. 
because something might happen with that. I know you. I love you. Do it with me. That way, I can make sure you get home. And we're and, and we do it like that. So, y'all, let us know what y'all think about that. Those are our, that, that's our top five conversation. I'll save the other side of it. But but let me before we do close the other the other top five. We probably can do it real quick. Top five things of what we need to stop doing with our sons. Oh, you reaching now? Um, yeah, I, I I say this. One of the biggest ones. That, I said it's universal, even with moms and daughters too. We got you want to have a bond with your child, but your but that doesn't mean, mean that you your best your your friends with your child. And it sits where you think <clears throat> that you let your child slide with doing bullshit. Yeah, like I'm, I'm talking about like, like 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 like. like Think it's okay, like man, where the hell you is at? You supposed to be home at twelve o'clock. I say eleven o'clock, and you home at twelve o'clock, and they tell you, "Well, man, I was at this chick house." Oh man, cool, man. Did you like? No, I'm gonna hold you accountable. Accountability. Mm-hmm. You know things like like. So I, stop being their friend. Stop Damn being their friend. Stop being their friend. I just yeah. want to say, stop <laughs> being yeah, their yeah. friend. Like you want to have to use over explain that. But yeah, so that was mine as well. That's what I was saying. I was supposed to keep the chill, bro. (laughs) You said not be friends. Yeah, because then you know you still head of the household. You still got respect me. You know, like your mom always used to tell you, "I'm not one of your little friends." Yeah, exactly. And I I say this for men. That's a good one. Yeah. And and as men, we gotta stop transferring that that gangster stuff. Yeah. Like telling them they gotta be hard. Yeah. Like we need to kill that. You ain't gotta be hard. Yeah. You ain't gotta pack a gun. You gotta be you respectful. Yeah. Being respectful gets you so far in life. Yeah. 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 You ain't, you ain't gotta be gangster. Yeah. Um. It's another one. Uh, that toxic stuff that men do yeah. transferring to other boys. I, I think that's definitely um. That's that's a good solid. Stop being. You know, establish the line between elder and and you know, younger. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not your friend, I'm still this to you, but we cool. But you know, keep that line of respect between us. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be wilding in front of me and think I'm gonna be cool with it. Yeah, that's how I am. Yeah, because I still pop your ass at 21, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, come on, yeah, yeah my son, makes uh, sense. Go right across your damn head. Um, <laughs> Another one um, that men should stop doing that's toxic. Uh, I, I feel like what Bootsy did was toxic. And I know guys that do that. Take and their kids to a, stri- a hooker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we need to stop doing that. Why did I never get that? I ain't minding. I, I, I was taken to a strip club, you know, after 18. I never went to a strip club with my daddy. I know well, my dad didn't take me. My uncle took me. I know none of my uncles. Uh, I was uh, with my homeboy. Well, I, my uncle took me. Yeah. I don't feel like that's bad because if you into that kind of thing, I don't think it's bad. I don't trust men that ain't never been to the strip club because it's just five dollars to see somebody naked and you ain't never went. Yeah, you don't trust me. You don't. Damn, no. I'm gonna say. I, I got some people I know that ain't never went. They just think they. Like I think it. that's weird. I don't uh, think it's so. Just not I think they stay. I don't I think, think they stay. Weird. Lame. You stand. 
some I know why you didn't go. <laughs> I ain't throwing no money on them motherfuckers. It's, <laughs> it's, it's about why. the person. Because some people look like I can't do it. Yeah. Like, I just can't do it. Especially it's, it's weird. I did. I mean, I mean, I'm a Christian. I wouldn't do it now, but I, it's I still weird. It's weird that what, a person never been to a strip club? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. That you never Thank wanted you. to go? No. I've never I wanted so. to. I still don't want to. You never no. been to a party with strippers? Yeah, but, okay, so listen. <laughs> so you have. That's yeah, but you that, he said, yeah, that wasn't in the description. <laughs> I just seen them get butt naked. I'm like, well, hold on, what the hell going on? Where my money at? <laughs> make sure oh, so they turned to a stripper at the yeah, party. Yeah, like oh, it was regular, right. and then it just got naked. I'm you just didn't like, know strippers there. Nah, I didn't know strippers <laughs> there. It was regular people. I'm like, okay, she bad. Yeah, she bad. I'm like, hold on, damn, why she why she taking off her bra for? You know, and then she came to the kitchen, with everything out. I'm like, can I help you? <laughs> yeah, she's the dollars. <laughs> so I don't got that. I, I came for the. Uh, <laughs> came for what? The music, right? <laughs> the music and the vibe. So right, you say putting stripper strip clubs in there too, like stop introducing yes. young boys to strip clubs. Yes, I wouldn't because that's that wasted there. money. I wouldn't put that in there. I, I would. I think, I think somebody should usher you in. I got ushered into a strip club, and I've been to one, Miami. So you have been to a strip club? It wasn't by choice, just like the whole party thing. Because what I paid for was the club. I feel like we need to investigate you. Okay, investigate. Because you, you kind of all over the place. No, I'm saying like... You said no, and then you said yeah. No, I've never really been... I was supposed to go to the club, but yeah. we ended up like missing a stop or whatever happened in Miami. So they took us to a strip club. So you just went in the strip club? And I got the hell out. Because I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> this is not for me. And they was, the DJ was what, talking shit. It was not for you, but I'm, I just I just what, don't see it. You gotta you gotta tip or buy a drink and get out. Yeah, it was like you gotta spend <laughs> at least fifty dollars on a bar to get drinks and shit. I did. I love one thing about strip clubs. I love. I know it's ignorant. Nah, that this funny. No, that caught your ass. I could have been watching. He ain't buying. Get your yeah. fuck. And that's what happened, bro. <laughs> That's nah, exactly what happened. No, Look, me and my homeboy, listen, we, I don't do strip clubs. But I wanted to get the hell out. My friends enjoyed it, but I was like, hey, bro, oh, I don't feel comfortable. I don't want to be here. This ain't my vibe. And, you know, I went to the bar because I'm like, all right, I'll buy a little shot. But she when she said 50, I said, hell no, nah, give me water. And I bought the water. And then the DJ, oh, hell no, nah, this nigga buying water, y'all. That nigga over there bought a bar, bar. And me yeah. and my homeboy looking like, bro. See me, I didn't think nothing of it. I'm okay, like, bro, so, okay, I'm that's different. Yeah. I thought they would say like, oh, you didn't know any better. Yeah, nah, you I didn't know. Definitely don't do that in a strip club. I mean, you drink water. I don't give a damn about that. But you gonna put some? You gonna buy a drink? You gonna buy a drink? Yeah, you can buy something. Fifty dollars. I spent a hundred fifty. But you know, we just run up the tab. That is what you run up the tab, dog. Yeah, no, I give a damn about none of them females in there. Sorry, I ain't. I mean, I respect you. Can we get back to my five? Go ahead. You always going on your rants about girls. Stop it. <laughs> I love women. No, you didn't. You didn't think they were worth fifty dollars in the in the strip club, but on a date, yeah, I think they. Were. <laughs> I know how to catch myself. <laughs> I tried to put you in there. Yeah, you I took myself right back the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, strip clubs are are toxic. I wouldn't take anybody to a strip club now. I'm about taking my sons. Hell no! I wish my son would. I'm about taking my sons. Maybe well, nah, hell no. Now, if my sons was to invite me to one, would I go to one? I don't know. That's that's a wild. That's a wild. My son's young. That's wild for me. I I hope my son don't even want to go to one. I'm being real with you on that. Now that's on recording. I really hope he don't. 
because I'm not going to never bring it up to him about it. Now, if he mm-hmm. asked me about one, then, yeah, I'll be real with him. But I'm not going to introduce him. as like, yo, you 18 years old. We're going to go out there because yeah. I'm not going to correct no bad habits. Mm-hmm. I want him to feel like that. No. Now, if he's, like, curious about it mm-hmm. and he's of age and he's like, yo, like, mm-hmm. you know, I've never been to one, blase, blase, you know, I may entertain the thought. You dig what I'm saying? But just to be like off GP, just like I'm just going to introduce you to it mm-hmm. and you ain't never said nothing. But I'm going to try to turn my son out now. Yeah, for sure. For that's real talk. You know, yeah. that's an addition too. Yeah, objectify women and over sexualize yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, he might die, I can get why that's toxic. So, yeah, so might, strip, you was right. Because he might feel there. like, nah, at this point, I got access to any time I can mm-hmm. look at a neck. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, I think that you got to be mature. And there's more to it than And you, and you can that. change. See, you changed my mind. Just like that. Dr. Uh, Nick. Hey, you know, I'm Dr. still Nick. stick to what I said. You tell him that's just that's, 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 that's 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 what I said. My dad, that's what I said. My dad and my uncles, they ain't never did that with me. No. Hmm. So you saying I got bad father and uncle? I ain't saying that you had your own experience. You and said my uncles ain't shit. That's what I said, said, said. you had your own experience, brother. Mom ain't shit, though. That's my dog. We ain't shit together. Well, you taking the kind of bill for your own. <laughs> <laughs> that's that was like it. All right, well, you do you and I do me. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. You sound like you take the kind of bill your shit, then. <laughs> but anyway, um, that was a fun episode. Um Anybody else want to add anything before we wrap it up? I do want to say some things that we got to stop doing, especially as fathers, is stop thinking that our actions doesn't have an, a, 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 can, can possibly have a negative impact, effect of, of adding trauma to our children. It mean that we're being too tough or not being, we got to find that balance. Because, you know, especially as black men raising black boys, you know, we got to instill toughness and discipline, and sometimes we can go too hard. We gotta know when to find that balance. We because address that when you were in the restroom already. Yeah, I'm just saying, though. Yeah. I just want to reiterate that, though. Oh, okay. We already talked about it. <laughs> we already got you covered. But this is your take on it. Yeah. This is my take on it. You I just want to reiterate it. That's why I said it. You ain't here, though. So anyway, guys, this has been a, a great episode of Hashtag Cut Different. Please make sure that you comment, subscribe on all of our social media. Um, media what platforms, forms, yeah, and, yeah and, and here's the thing too, man. We want the dialogue. We really do. Yeah. Say whatever it is that you want to say. You know, speak on it. If there's any questions or even topics that y'all would like for us to discuss, please put that in the comments as well. We're definitely open to it. Yeah, stop passing messages to us individually. Go ahead and just say something on the on the thing. <laughs> like, why are you telling me? You calling me on the phone? Hey, hey, that's your last week, bro. Well, at least inbox it. <laughs> hey, man. But anyway, though, y'all y'all got anything to say? No, that that was a pretty good episode. I I agree with. He got his shoe off. He comfortable. Oh, you don't tuck his damn shoe. Man, like he joining like, like an organ you know, player. You know these shoes. It's like he plays the church. You know them organ <laughs> players. They take their shoe off. And they used to be the left one too. Don't they? They be up there. I'm like, damn. What? I thought this was a uh, size eleven. I feel like a ten now. Nah, that's funny. <laughs> but anyway, listen. We are gonna go ahead and cash out, man. G, anything you wanna say, brother? Hey, man, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with us. These are our two cents. Spend them saving. You got a brother Ty in here. Yes, we here. We here. We here. Brother Nick in here. Schlick! Yes, sir. I'm here. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm rolling. I'm breathing. Is that better? I'm trying to get better. I know it's a start. <laughs> man, I know what the hell going on, man. <laughs> 
And as always, your boy G, George, and Trisha's son. Peace out, people. Check us out. Cut different.